0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show. And it, of course, is October. It is the month of Halloween, which means we're doing a lot of extras. We're doing some classics. We're doing some not-so-classics. Lots of things. Uh, So, this is going to be actually uh, another heavy hitter. This is one where (laughs) we we looked at the month and said we need to hit some big films that we've not got to yet. Uh, And this is going to be another one where we're going to do the sequels over the next... Several, several months, mm-hmm. about a year of months, typically known as a year. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna... by the way, I'm tired. Ironically, given the movie we're mm-hmm. doing, I you're you're getting Loopy Peter tonight, uh, and
1: actually, I'm pretty tired as well. I uh, got up like at five this morning uh, for work, and I think I went to bed at like at least twelve. So, uh. Yeah, so, <laughs> neither so, one of us is uh, wide awake at the moment.
0: So amusingly, we're going to have to pretend <laughs> that if we fall asleep, we're going to get killed because we're going to talk about <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street, which is of course the, the classic Wes Craven film. Uh, may, he, may he rest in peace. Uh, how many good horror directors have we lost already? This, this the last couple of years has been brutal. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's bad, it's two bad. of the
1: greats this year was Wes Craven. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, I th- uh, yeah, I think
0: it was twenty fifteen.
1: But, yeah, I don't know something, something about it, uh, and they're and they're all relatively like young people, like you know, it's not like they were in their 90s or something.
0: Yeah, like yeah like, uh, mostly
1: in their like 60s or so.
0: Yeah, I think Craven was about 73 when he, he was just all young, oh, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, th- I think it was a brain tumor he had, uh, that, oh, that, I mean, uh, if I remember correctly. It's been, it's been a while, obviously, since it was the, the news. <laughs> Uh but yeah, so we're gonna talk about this. this. is you know, again it's amazing that we didn't get to this already. <laughs> uh, we said a few weeks ago when we did Friday the thirteenth and we we're gonna work through that franchise that we we're doing another franchise that we we're gonna start in in October. And it was probably quite obvious what it was going to be, and this was the obvious pick. Mainly because if we're doing both franchises, we kinda want to have them both done so that when we get to Freddy versus Jason, we'll have done the whole series of each. So Makes there, sense. there's a master plan. Uh here. Mm-hmm. So Friday the thirteenth will be monthly. This will be almost monthly. And I say that because there's less of these than there is Friday the thirteenth. So they have to last the same amount of time until we get to that movie. Mm-hmm. So uh so that's mm-hmm. the plan. We will uh, you know what, full spoilers, I'm gonna give you the, the spoiler free <laughs> section. I feel like what's the point? It's Nightmare on Elm Street. If you're not if you're a horror yeah. fan and you've not seen this, just go watch it. <laughs> it's fine, it's mm-hmm. a classic. You're, you're gonna have fun. Just go do yeah. it. Uh, so, yeah, what is Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street is a film about a group of teenagers who start having these nightmares. And in these nightmares, there is a villain, a killer by the name of Freddy Krueger, who wears a red and green. Red and green. See, I'm tired. I told you I was tired. <laughs> a red and green uh, sweater, uh, to, to use your
1: people's terminology. Uh, what would you call it? A jumper. A red and green jumper. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> You don't need a shirt to jump. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need one to sweat either. Mm, depending on the situation. If you, wore, if you wear a sweater in the summer, you are going to sweat, that's for sure.
0: I sweat in the summer without any, any clothes on, thank you very
1: much. Alright, stop bragging. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: he's got a hat on, he's all burned, and of course mm-hmm. the signature weapon is the glove with the four blades, uh, which, mm. you know, you know, knives for fingers, kind of kind of idea. Uh, so you know, iconic villain, um, and he's inside the dreams. But the the here's the catch: if he kills you in the dream, you die in real life. So the film, you know, after a couple of kills, it's about the main character Nancy trying to survive, try to stay awake, and figure out what the rules are so she can you know not be killed by Freddy Krueger. And of course, there's a backstory that comes into it. We'll talk about uh, as to who he is. But that's 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 the movie obviously we've seen it before and this feels like a stupid question to ask but I always ask the question so I'm going to ask it yeah. anyway Tim, do you enjoy A
1: Nightmare on Elm Street? So uh, if you remember when we started the Friday the 13th uh, review I mentioned that I wasn't really a Friday guy growing growing up I was a, a Nightmare guy Like this is my franchise I absolutely love 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 A Nightmare on Elm Street it is a uh, just <laughs> phenomenal, uh, to me. It, it I, this first one I, I love, I think is a genuinely really good, effective, creepy horror movie. Uh, I, I feel like sometimes people forget that because he becomes so much of a joke, pop culture icon kind of thing, you know, by the end of the series. But this first one I think still holds up as a really good, not very funny, uh, just, you know, effective, uh, creepy horror movie and i i love the idea i love the premise uh you know robert england really makes a iconic horror villain and uh, it's just so good <laughs> I, yes i'm a fan
0: i'm so not sure tim how do you feel about it tell us <laughs> i'm still you know, a little bit hazy i'm in the middle <laughs> yes, I I, 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 I too enjoy and on Elm Street*. Is a very good film. Uh, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I have quite the the passion that Tim just displayed mm-hmm. there, uh, but it is very good. It's remembered for a reason. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. effective. And what does it have, Tim? What does it, you know, it's it's you know, it's a slasher movie, but it's a supernatural mm-hmm. slasher movie. What does it have that makes any supernatural movie good, Tim?
1: Uh, teenagers running for the lives. A, a really cool, iconic uh, villain with really great kills and gore. You're not getting to it, Tim. You're not getting to. It. You're not hitting. <laughs> you're not hitting the word that I want you to say. uh say it. Say the, it. The goat.
0: <laughs> what? Well, you're just I, seeing goats in movies that
1: you. are <laughs> like, oh, this movie is more well, goats. I'm just going to imagine a goat. There's like a there's a lamb thing that runs through the like boiler room or, or whatever but I figure it's close enough um, you're the
0: goat fan it's up to you if it's close <laughs> enough
1: can you masturbate
0: to it if the, question, if the answer is yes then you've got your goat fix oh wait that that's what makes a good slasher no no we tangent because <laughs> you brought up goats because you can't resist no what makes I, a good I, supernatural I, movie Tim
1: Oh, there are rules. There's rules. I love (laughs) rules. Rules are the best.
0: Rules are fantastic. You Uh, you know, because obviously, when they're in the dream world, there's not a lot of rules in there because it's a dream and he controls it and he's doing all these wacky things. There's great imagery and all that. But there's rules. If they wake up, they're safe. Yeah. Uh, And then as the movie goes on, there's more rules established. Like if they, you know, she grabs the hat at one point and she wakes Mm -hmm. up and she has the hat in the real world. There's rules. There's a set to find, set of rules. It's fantastic. I
1: love a good set of rules. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Uh, and what's actually funny about it, I don't know if like you got this growing up, but for a really long time, like me and my friends, or I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I kind of took that as a fact that if you died in your dreams, you died in real life. Like, I I don't know if it was just me, but I feel like the movie, like, kind of instilled that in, like, a lot of people's heads.
0: It's not just you. I'm sure there's a, you know, a mental hospital somewhere full of people who believe this. <laughs> uh, in fact, that's the premise of Part 3. Uh, we'll get there at some point. Uh, but no, I did not believe that if I died in a dream, I would die in real life when I was younger. I,
1: I, I don't know. I always thought... Uh, I, it just seemed like... I don't know. One of those things that you hear, and when you hear it, you kind of think like, "Well, now that you mention, it, I don't think I ever have died in a dream. Like, I'll fall off a cliff, but I always die before I hit the ground or something." You know, like I don't know, it's one of those things that that made sense to me. But right. I think that is something though that's like so powerful about the film that it really like has ingrained itself into pop culture in many different ways.
0: I can think of one time where I died in a nightmare. Really i don't remember a lot of my dreams. I typically... Are you
1: sure it wasn't my dream? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: very good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually, I, I've never had a fear of this particular thing, but for some mm-hmm. reason, I had a, a, the dream once. I was on a highway, and all okay. the cars had stopped, and I got out of the car, and I was just watching over. Like, it was a city in the distance, and a mm-hmm. nuclear bomb went off, and I just like the vision of the the, the wave like coming towards me. Yeah interesting and, and i died
1: and then did you wake up and just have like the best sense of relief that you've ever had i had the strangest erection i've ever had i'll tell you that Oh uh, my! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no I, I didn't wake up immediately i just woke up later on oh, okay. and i was like oh
1: okay and i, I just I remember i was like oh that's, that was a weird dream because uh, I, I i know there have been times where i've had dreams where like i feel like i'd be close to dying like something was chasing me and they'd almost get me and then like i'd wake up and then that like two second time span when i wake up and realize oh okay that all that danger all that fear all that dread that was all in the dream and i'm safe now it's just like the most calming sense that just washes over you i love it <laughs> that's why i kind of like nightmares i don't get a
0: lot of them honestly there's only one real nightmare i've ever had And I don't even know what it was, I just... But it's the only... And the reason why I say it's the one real nightmare I've ever had is because I only once in my life, I think I was about 11, where I actually (laughs) did that thing that you you see in movies where you wake up and sit up in a cold sweat. Oh, yeah. And you're kind of out of breath and you're panicking. I've only ever done that once. I don't know what the dream was. Mm. I don't remember it, but...
1: I don't do that often, um, there have been a few times where I will uh, do that, or even like to the point where I'll be screaming in my sleep, Like I'll, I'll wake up and I'll still be screaming, not very often, but a few times in my life, that has happened.
0: Yeah, so it's only happened once to me, it's just, it's I don't know, I'm just not, I'm just not a, I feel it like, I think I'm just really an aware dreamer, like I'm usually mm-hmm. aware that I'm dreaming, I guess, so I don't yeah. really take it that seriously. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense a lot of people i talk to like barely even remember their dreams i, I don't know I, I might just have more mm. i don't know maybe a better dream memory or a lot of, a more vivid sense of it or something because a lot of times i'll talk to people and they'll be like how do you even remember your dreams i never just, oh i don't know
0: <laughs> i feel like most of the time i'll remember it for the first few minutes after waking up but then i'll mm-hmm. if you ask me later on i'll be like, i have no idea what i dreamt last night That's fine
1: oh yeah That'll happen to me a lot. I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, I just got the best idea for a movie or a comic book or something. No need to write it down. It's so good. I, there's no way I could forget it. And yeah,
0: an hour exactly. later, you're like, fuck. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So this is a movie. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of classic <laughs> moments. You've got you've mm-hmm. got creepy direction from Craven. Uh mm-hmm. You mentioned Robert England. You, you have to talk about Freddy Krueger. He's, he's got such a iconic oh, look. Yeah. Like. like I don't know how they decided on the the sweater. Like you know. Oh, I know. Oh, do you? How, how did yeah. they pick the red and the green? Go on.
1: Uh, because uh, Robert, I forget.
0: He yeah, he liked I... red and green, and he said, "Hey Wes, I've got this idea. No. It's hip. It's happening. It's
1: cool. The kids will love it." <laughs> no, actually, the reason for it is is because there's something about those two g- colors together that is like off. Like they're colors that contrast, so like them together is very off putting to the eye. So there's like a little kind of psychology thing when you look at it, where it's like, Ooh, those shouldn't be together. Like something along those, those lines. He, he explains it better uh, than me, but that's the gist of it. See, I, I I think red and green, I think Christmas, but (laughs) (laughs) which is a a very opposite effect. It's more soothing. I'm like, Oh, Christmas. I think it may be, it maybe something about those bright shades and like the vertical, uh, horizontal lines, uh, I don't know together or something but th- there is a science behind it <laughs> but, so look it up and see someone smarter, <laughs> explain it <laughs> look up and find someone else smarter <laughs> to explain it. Yeah. what an idea uh,
0: no he's good in this, it's actually surprising watching it again just how little he talks in the first one.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Cause it, yeah, yeah because I'm
0: so used to him cracking one liners and stuff that in the first one you know he has the odd line but he doesn't say a whole lot
1: yeah and they're not really like funny stuff they're like actually more like kind of weird cryptic stuff like just him Mm -hmm. going like this is god and like stuff like that is like yeah oh wow okay that's (laughs) the first
0: thing he says i think actually it's when he grabs tina at the start yeah in her dream (laughs) this is god when he's got the big long
1: arms i I freaking love that scene like it's so i I think some people think it's kind of cheap or cheesy but to me i i think it's so simple and so like yeah, you can see it as kind of silly. but at the same time, if I was you know in an alleyway and someone started running to me like at that, I'd be terrified. Like it's not normal and it's just that kind of weirdness. hey, this person shouldn't be doing this that I, I think is actually like pretty Ooh. effectively creepy.
0: It's actually a very set piece movie. As I was watching it this time, I was kind of realizing like it's kind of made up of moments. Like mm-hmm. you remember the bath moment when you know Nancy's in the bath and the glove oh, yeah. comes up th- between you know between the legs through the water. Uh, you remember that moment. You you remember her like the school dream where she falls asleep in class and she mm-hmm. sees the you know Tina's body being dragged through the through the halls. Uh, yeah, where's your
1: blood. hall pass? <laughs> Screw your hall pass.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it is a funny thing actually. I, I just noticed this time watching it that... So John Saxon plays her dad. He's also like the, the lieutenant of the police. Um, you know, John Saxon's great. I love John Saxon. Uh, but his deputy in this is actually the sheriff from Scream, which is just a funny little
1: tidbit. Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah, I just
0: recognised <laughs> it. Because he looks pretty similar, even though it's like 20 years... No, it's not even 20 years, but it's like 12 years... Yeah. Because it's only yeah, Scream was like '96, so yeah, it's like twelve years. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it looks pretty similar still. Uh, so I was like, "Oh, that's something from Scream. Fancy that." Yes. <laughs> and how weird is it that both Friday the Thirteenth and and Nightmare on Elm Street, these two franchises that are kind of just eternally sort of thought of as thought as as a pair now, because because mm-hmm. they've got a versus movie, people always kind of think of them side by side. How strange mm-hmm. is it that both of them? The first movies introduce someone who would later be like a, a big actor. Like you had Kevin Bacon, yeah, in Friday the Thirteenth, and then in this one, it actually comes up at the start, saying introducing Johnny Depp, and yeah. it's the only movie that ever gets to say that because <laughs> he was never, yeah. um, you know, he never had another first movie. So that's it.
1: Yeah, that's weird. I, I guess. Uh, yeah, I didn't really think about them both like that, but yeah, it's funny that they both kind of launched these uh stars' careers.
0: Yeah, and.
1: And it it's kind of annoying. It's like like I don't know. It seems like all Johnny Depp ever wants to talk about is I don't know, his dumb pirate thing that he's doing or whatever. It's like why like why don't you talk about, you know, uh Nightmare on Elm Street more?
0: Johnny Depp just likes to put on white face paint and have crazy hair and then <laughs> be ordered around by Tim Burton and that's basically half <laughs> of his career.
1: I wonder if he's mad that he didn't get to play Freddy.
0: <laughs> no. Honestly, I think if they're going to reboot it again, I think he'd want to.
1: He'd yeah. be like, "Hey, I'll do this method style. I want to, I want to be, I want to be Freddy Krueger." I actually did read uh, a sad article today. Uh, it wasn't new. Um, I think someone was just reposting it or hmm. giving like an update or something. But just about how uh, Robert England said that he's never going to play Freddy again. And I was like, "Oh man, that's really that is a bummer." Because I'd love to see. Another nightmare movie. I doubt it would be good, and I doubt they'd be able to find someone as good as Robert England. But is, this
0: is the sad thing: is that he's the one slasher villain that really you need the actor for. Like you know, Michael yeah. and Jason and Leatherface. Like you, you could you can have a different person playing them in every movie, and for the most part, it is. Jason's the one that's had a few repeats, but you know, Kane Hodder, of yeah. course, done it like four times. But uh, like, you need Robert England really and I've not actually yeah. seen the remake obviously we'll get there in about nine ten months I'll uh, and I'll get to watch it and you can get my reactions to it lovely audience yep. uh, as a fresh <laughs> take but uh, no, uh, so so he's obviously very good mm-hmm. I like lion Camp, who plays Nancy our yeah. main character uh, very likeable her and her all, all of her hair all four <laughs> metric tons of it um, <laughs> big hair big 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 hair yeah. uh, it's the 80s I don't know Uh this big frizzy style I was in, uh, yeah. but she's she's very likable. I, I think what it does really, what I really like is, and this kind of goes with the rules, is she, she she becomes very proactive. She sort of <laughs> figures out what's going on, and then once she has that one nightmare where she pulls the hat into the real world, and she realizes, <laughs> if I can pull
1: him into the world, it, he can be fought. And it, like, you know, it, it's weird how much like I always forget. Like the end basically becomes like a basic version of Home Alone. Yeah, yeah Like Because I... she,
0: because you see her reading that book like halfway through, she's, yeah. she's reading like you know traps and home yeah. defense, and then at the end of the movie, she's like putting shot you know, like gunpowder in the the lamp with like yeah. a trip wire,
1: and and it, it's really cool. Like I like uh, like you said, she's proactive. Uh, I like that she's you know very smart and capable and taking the fight to him. Uh, I just feel like. I kind of always forget about it because there's so much like cool stuff before it, like uh, yeah, the you know the hand in the bathtub, the you know uh, body bag, and the well, oh, of course, so, like the bedroom scene. Uh, you know, with the uh, yeah. both Johnny Depp's uh, death and uh, Tina's death are you know very iconic. Yeah,
0: Johnny Depp, they had to build a, a set upside down for that because they wanted to have the blood going up the way, so they had to build the set yeah. upside down and you know just turn the camera so that it looked like it was the
1: yeah. right
0: way up. Uh you know, simple as that. Same with Tina scene actually. 'Cause that's that's upside down and she's been dragged across the floor, essentially, but yeah. it looks like the roof or the ceiling it,
1: it looks so so good though. Yeah, there's it, lots it's,
0: of good little effects. There's the you know when yeah. Nancy's going it's in the dream she's running upstairs and her feet are going through the stairs. Oh yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really good little effect. It looks really mm-hmm. cool. All these little, little practical things.
1: Yeah, just uh, happening. Yeah, when just like Freddy kinda when he's putting his face through the wall. Uh, that's really cool, and uh, again, you know, this is the eight hundredth, you know, time that you know I'm gonna do this rant, but uh, it's it's insane to me that this looks so good and will always look so amazing, and then yet, you know, we feel the need to have everything be CGI and computers, and you know, it's easier it, to shoot
0: it, Tim. That's that's the, that's the truth. <sighs> Cut cuts down your shooting out. time because you don't have to have them setting up their, their practical effect all day and then you, know, you spend all day on the one shot and it'll look great but it took a whole day of filming where you know, you you put up some green, paint, paint the wall green and you can just yeah. shoot the whole thing and then have them put it in later on a computer. Uh, I I get to, it, but I'm I'll to, never I'll never be happy about it. <laughs> to, to be fair, I, mean, I, th- I think him. I mean, yeah, him going through the, up against the wall. That that mm. scene looks great. I think mm. that's also something that can look very good in CG. I, I don't feel like that's one that would stick out to me as looking like shit in CG. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, well there's, there's, there's other things where like unless it's the best CG, it is going to look pitiful. Mm. Uh, yeah. But no, that I, I think it, it's and, great in that
1: sense. And unfortunately, the kind of sad realization is that horror movies. Often don't have the biggest budget, so you're not looking at like you know um Lord of the Rings style uh effects or whatever. I actually,
0: I mean, I don't mean to like uh, pick apart your argument, Tim, but I actually think that's <laughs> a really bad example. I think Lord of the Rings has pretty rough of CGI.
1: Mm, I think I I know, it's I, been it's been a while since yeah. I saw it, but when I when I saw it, I was like, oh, um, and that, that's the example I always think of, just because they they have those gigantic battles with like a Honestly million tell- like.
0: I think you'll be surprised when you go back and watch them again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those gigantic battles—just how much like a video game cutscene they look like. Really? Yeah. Mm. At least to my eyes, like I I was never particularly fond. I don't like those movies anyway, so I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of harsh as is. But
1: I enjoy them. But it has definitely been a while since I seen them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but the fact that even big budget movies like the Justice League trailer that came out recently, like Mm -hmm. the action scenes in that, look pretty. Rough, and in terms of effects, like it just looks like against a CG cloud, and it looks pretty bad. And Ugh. but then you watch other stuff. You you watch, I mean, uh, you know, you watch Dawn or Wars for the Planet of the Apes, and you've got oh, these yeah. lifelike apes that look mm-hmm. photo real. They're fantastic. It's like so, you know, yeah. There's a skill, still a skill to it. Oh sure, it's sure. There's still talent behind it that makes it work and makes mm. it good. Some of it is time and money, but. I think there's a core set of, like, just you, know, you need people who know what they're doing to actually pull it off. Uh, and that was kind of the same for practical effects. It just. As mm-hmm. a lost art, I, I wish it was more of a mix. I wish they used practical when they could, but then mm-hmm. they would switch to, you know. Or actually, the best thing, use practical, but then enhance it with CG. You know, do the little oh, extra yeah. things that you couldn't have done in the
1: past. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, like, when you see movies doing that, it usually ends up looking really, really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, My Max Fury Road. Like they oh, yeah. they did that as much practical I mean, I'm sure there's stuff they added on the C G and I'm sure there's stuff where mm-hmm. okay, that's just too dangerous to dangle the actor there. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna <Yeah>. C G that. <laughs> but for the most part they did what they could and then they enhanced it and uh, you know, this is cool. So uh, no, the effects are great. Uh, it's one of the, th- the highlights watching again. Is just how many inventive little moments there are with the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the tongue out the phone, for example, oh, yeah. and uh, just all, all these all these things. So mm-hmm. uh, very very good. Uh, here's what's good as well. Actually, the mm-hmm. music. Yes, yes. Do you know? I was really thinking because obviously we talked about Phantasm. I, I, did I go mm-hmm. on a rant about horror movie music today when we talked about Phantasm? I don't uh, think I, I did. Mean- I think I was thinking about it afterwards. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, we definitely talked about the music in Phantasm, but I I don't think we expanded upon it.
0: Yeah, I never went on a a rant about how horror movie (laughs) movie music mostly sucks nowadays. Okay, good. I can go on that rant now. Right. So... Now, I'm not saying every horror movie needs this, but I actually had a conversation with Connor. We were talking about Thor uh, Mm -hmm. in 121 in Flux. It's up early for the patrons. It'll be up in public uh, YouTube next week. And... First of all, that review went off the rails. We spent about twenty five minutes talking about Thor, and then we spent an hour talking about the MCU and why we're not that excited about it anymore. It was a, it was a very weird discussion. <sighs> I know, Tana, right. you love the MCU. You know that's weird to you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um alright. <laughs> but I went on a rant about the music in that as well because superhero movies are kind of in the same boat, actually. Funnily mm-hmm. enough, with horror movies in this sense, is that there's not really that many memorable like horror movie theme. Themes anymore, like, you know, like It Follows is the only one I can think of in my head with like a main theme that I liked, and I can sort of mm-hmm. I can hear it in my head as I, as I'm talking. Uh, yeah, you know, you think back to like the seventies and eighties, you think Halloween, you've got that theme mm-hmm. in your head. You think Friday the Thirteenth, you've got. <laughs> you think of this, you've got dun dun dun, 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun 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 or you've got the nursery rhyme. You've got the you know, one, two, Freddy's oh, yeah. coming for you. Uh Exorcist, you've got Tripler Bells, which is a little bit because <laughs> it's, you know, it's not they didn't rate it for the movie, it, but still. Yeah.
1: It's still very iconic, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, you've got all all these famous pieces, you've got all, all these things and they're they're all so iconic sounding. And like I feel like these days it's just all this generic, you know, loud bang bang, strings are going uh, yeah, and that's pretty much all it is and I, I think it's a lost art form where they really gave them a creepy theme in the Delight at Work and Phantasm of course the other big example we talked about that a lot mm-hmm. when we talked about the movie so uh...
1: yeah that's a shame that you don't really see much signature stuff anymore like um, yeah it, it's not necessarily that the scores in, in like modern horror movies are always bad like you know but it's oh, just they're not, not very rememberable like Yeah, it it would be nice to see someone... (laughs) You are tired, Tim. Rememorable. (laughs) But, uh, no, it would be nice to see someone try to, yeah, actually make something iconic. Um, But, I I mean, do we even have that many iconic... uh, Well, I guess, like, unfortunately, is the closest thing we have to, like, a new iconic horror villain or whatever.
0: I I don't think you need a horror villain to attach it to. Mm -hmm. I don't see why... Like I love Insidious, but I don't see why Insidious couldn't have had a, a you know, a theme. True. You know, like yeah, you, know, you can have a theme in one of them, a movie like that. It's just, it's just odd to me that like it almost never happens anymore. Like everything's kind of, mm. you know, just kind of,
1: well, maybe yeah. good, but not you know, just by the numbers kind of vibe. Yeah. It's, it's just, a shame. And- but- and now, what I was thinking about in terms of the music uh, for this movie is—is uh, is this the only really iconic, like a uh, Wes Craven movie that, that has an iconic score? Like, I can't really think of like Hills Have Eyes or even like Scream or anything having, you know, I, its own kind of.
0: I know thing. What the Scream soundtrack sounds like. Look, if if I, I can hear the kind of,
1: isn't like a lot of like '90s music. Kind of like, like more like actual like songs, not like.
0: Oh yeah, the, the source, the source music kind of. I'm, I'm just purely talking about the score, the actual written okay. score. I, I can hear the, the theme that plays, uh, in those movies. Uh, I couldn't hum it though. It's, it's not a hummable thing, but there, there okay. is a kind of theme in there. Um,
1: but yeah, I, I, like, is there any other ones? I don't think so. Like, did? The, I mean, who can forget the score from Shocker? I mean, that was. A... <laughs> Yeah, oh, this is the thing. John Carpenter's got spoil because
0: almost all of his movies have a really good main theme that you can hum.
1: And I, well, it probably helps that yeah, he's doing it. Which yeah. I'm, uh, I'm. He's going on tour. Uh, he he might have already started. I, that's I'm, not the, that's
0: not all he's doing. Tim, do you hear what he's doing?
1: The music for a new Halloween. Yeah, he's doing he's doing the new movie. <sighs> that's gonna be so awesome. Um I think if the new Halloween ends up sucking, we should probably uh, stop doing the show. <laughs> Because what else is there to look forward to? Um, That's, that's, that's not entirely true. <laughs> I mean, okay, if they announce a new Leprechaun movie, then we can stay no, on. But... If they announce a new Leprechaun movie, we are done. We are done. We are out. Because if they
0: announce a new Leprechaun movie, that means we finally have to do the rest of them, and I'm not happy about that. So, no. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. So... Maybe on Elm Street. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What else do you like about it, Tom?
1: I I mean, I think, you know, I kind of mentioned it a little bit um, with uh, Phantasm, but I I just really like, like, surreal, dreamy atmospheres, which, uh, to be fair, I I think unlike Phantasm, which um, I I think kind of had, like, almost like a waking, weird, dreamy kind of feel to it, uh, this one, I, I feel like it is more um you know a separation between dreams and in, in real life but i do still like that um you know they, there's a weird dreamlike quality to it and um you know i mentioned before when we've talked about slashers uh, a bunch that um i'm usually not as into them but when i do get into them it's usually because there's like a really cool interesting villain uh you know at, at as a focal point and you know i I think that Freddy, you just have such an awesome conduit to pretty much do like whatever you want. Like you like any type of kill, like if you can think of it and it's filmable, like you can do it. You know, he's not limited to just chasing people around with a drill, you know, it's like, oh, where's he gonna drill him this time? You know, Whoa, it's like <laughs> What is the slander against Slumber Party Massacre? Whoa, that that wasn't even stealthy. Try and disguise it a little bit, Tim. <laughs> Um, but no, it, it's cool that there's like so many different things, uh, that you can do with it. And, uh, and yeah, like we said, the, um, you know, the, the kills that he ends up doing with, uh, you know, Tina dragging her across the, the room and then, uh, well, I mean, if anything, the first one, it maybe suffers a little bit for maybe not being creative enough. I mean, it's probably cause you know, first one, it's un- unknown property and everything. Uh, as the series goes on, they get really crazier and wackier and sometimes for the better, maybe sometimes for the worse, but uh, yeah, uh, the kills are one of the things that really does it for me. I like how dark Freddy's backstory
0: is. Like, when you when you oh, get sure. down to it, what the movie actually is, is that the parents of this town, um, which name I can't remember. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> it's Elm Street, yeah. but what's the town?
1: Yeah, what's the town
0: God, I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, Something. So, the, the parents all basically got together and took mm. it upon themselves, a bit of mob justice, to kill mm. Freddy Krueger because he got off charges uh, despite the fact that he is a child killer. Uh, although, I think the later movies kind of imply he's also a child molester. The, the first one doesn't actually specify that. It just says killer.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I feel like people always... Kind of just assume it's like, well, like, I don't know. It, it I guess it's kind of weird that he would just kill children. Like, surely <laughs> that, that that's be weird. Like oh, do- <laughs> what's the point of killing a kid if you're not going to do something to them first? Like, yeah. dude, where's that logic uh, coming from? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, it, it never really um, explicitly says. I, I think people just kind of assume, like, I mean, if he's killing them, what else, what else is he doing with them? I'm sure the later movies do. I'm sure there's a later movie that mentions it.
0: They just call him a child Maybe. molester. I'm, if nothing else, I'm convinced Freddy vs Jason has a there's a line where someone calls him a child molester.
1: Yeah, that, sure. Yeah, that could be possible. But the only other thing I'm thinking of is, um, in the uh, you know last proper Freddy movie, uh, when they have like you know uh, flashbacks to him and his daughter. Um, it 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 does definitely show him being like pretty creepy towards her, um, you know, never in a like oh this is definitely what he's doing kind of way, but definitely in a uh oh, this is weird kind of way. Yes, but I was here the whole time. Yes, gone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it uh, it's it, it does I I like you said it, it is nice that he is a there's like not really an ounce of sympathy for him like uh you know it sounded like jason on the one hand you're kind of like you know what uh it's tragic yeah he drowned yeah he's, you know, he's, a, he's kind of a victim yeah like this guy it's like wow what a piece of shit and he's still <laughs> like killing people even after he's dead yeah it's basically a re- it's a revenge story
0: almost he's coming back to kill all the kids of all the parents mm-hmm. who uh killed him
1: and uh, and you mentioned you know that the the mother like explains the backstory and stuff. I love that monologue. I thought um, you know the the mother gives like a, a great performance and that's like a you know what she say like, oh sure like the uh, the lawyers got fat and the judge got famous but uh, someone forgot to sign in the wrong place on the search warrant and he got free. Like it's just such a like cool like, you know. Uh, I like the over. Let me sit back.
0: Freddie can't get you, honey, because mummy killed her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and is keeping his most prized weapon? <laughs> yeah, how did Sorry. she get the glove? Everyone <laughs> else. It their souvenirs. Oh, dear.
0: Uh, so, no, so, so I like that. I, I, I like. Yeah, obviously, I mentioned I like John Saxon. I like his kind of role in the movie where he's kind of like. He's, he's clearly separated from, from his wife. He doesn't live with them anymore. Uh, even though the movie never actually says outright that they've separated you, you just kind of get it because he's never there and yeah. you know there's a way to talk to each other you just kind of get the context
1: there's yeah there's like definitely something going on in the background like he's kind of absent and then the mother has like a severe drinking problem she's just mm-hmm. like always like you know in a robe with a bottle in her hand and you can just tell that um uh, i mean obviously be, probably because of you know what they did i mean if yeah. you Even if you hunt down and kill someone that arguably deserves it or whatever, it's still going to mess you up. I think a child serial killer, possibly
0: Molester, is, you know, fairly deserving. On on the list, like, in terms of the rank, he's quite
1: high up. I I, I don't know, I I feel weird saying, like, anyone (laughs) deserves to die. Oh, sure, like, like, yeah, I'm not... uh, (laughs) I'm I'm just in movie
0: logic, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, a child molester, serial killer, like, yeah, like... If, if, if there's one person where I'm going to be but you know what, I don't mind if Batman just breaks his role for this guy it'll be, sure. like it's going to yeah. be someone like this Ooh, uh, Batman versus Freddy,
1: who wouldn't
0: want to see that? Uh, how does Batman prepare when it's all in a dream? Uh, that's, that's a
1: because Batman
0: God damn exactly. right Tim, God damn right, because Batman um, So and, uh, That's for here, Matt if he uh, watches this uh, He's not going to watch this, so oh, he'll watch it. <laughs> so here's the as uh, a scene that I love. So basically, when she's when she's got her plan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all ready to go, and she phones her dad, who's across because you know her boyfriend Johnny Depp, he's he's just mm-hmm. been killed. You know the the bed with the blood, all that great stuff. Uh, but he's just been killed, so her dad's over there like dealing with the crime scene, and she calls over, and she's like, "Right, I found a way to get him, Dad, mm-hmm. but you need to come over and wake me in twenty minutes." Just enough time for me to get sleep and then we can get him you can you can arrest them dad you can get freddy and he, he just kind of goes along with it He's like okay fine go, 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 get some rest you need some rest because at this point she's been awake for nearly seven days uh, oh which Jeez. by the way I love uh, when she's supposed to be going to sleep and she gets back out of bed after her mother leaves and she's got like a coffee pot like hidden under the bed yeah. <laughs> and she's got like a mug under the pillow she's like oh she's prepared <laughs> Probably stay awake uh, but no, I love that after Freddy like after she grabs Freddie out of the dream and he's chasing her around the house and we get the kind of ho- almost home alone. He's you know he's on fire. He's he's done all these things. Yeah. <laughs> but she goes up to the window. And she's banging for the cops across because the, they're all across the street. They're just they're right there. And it's yeah. the deputy. I think it's the guy from uh, this from stream who it's like weird. sees her. And she's like, "Get come on, get my dad." And she's banging against the window because <laughs> she's just making so much noise. And he's just kind of watching, and go, huh. What's going on? That's strange? <laughs> and she eventually starts smashing the windows so she can shout
1: proper and like through the through yeah. the glass and all that. Well, I it, Forgot to mention, the windows have bars on it because her yeah. mother was so worried. Like, hmm, how to protect my child? Uh. Mm.
0: But so it's it's right after she smashes the glass and starts to keep shouting that it cuts back to the, the the deputy looking over and he goes, maybe I should get her father. <laughs> he doesn't think for a second oh she's clearly in distress I should run over there and help you know <laughs> not even as a cop just as you know a person yeah she's in distress
1: it, clearly it's, it's pretty uh, bizarre but it, I, yeah it's that movie logic you kind of just go alright whatever <laughs> No, uh, no, small
0: moment I want to point out that I love is when Johnny Depp he's staying over with the girls at the start of the movie because you know Tina's a little upset because her, her mom's away and she's been having these nightmares, and he he's, like, he's he's claiming to be living with his cousin who who lives at the airport or next by the airport, and mm-hmm. he puts on this tape. Of like airplane noises to make it sound oh, like he's yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a sound effects tape, and it starts like having car crashes and then like gunshots, and he's like, "I'll phone the, yeah, I'll phone the police." That was <laughs> fine. But I, like, I like that yeah. scene.
1: Yeah, that's another thing. uh you know, a lot of I forget a lot of times when I rewatch it, is that there's a lot of nice little character moments that are, you know, like, like funny, just cute, uh, endearing kind of stuff. That you know, these characters all very likable, all have you know, like. Uh, you know, I think, like, pretty, like, distinct personalities. Like, they're characters you remember. Hmm. Um, and then I think that's part of, too, of, like, uh, part of what sells it as well. Uh, is just that, oh, yeah, these aren't just random, horny te- teenagers that we're going to see killed. It's like, oh, no, I actually, like, care about these people.
0: And I think part of the reason why the movie works as well is it really buys into the idea that, te- like, when you're a teenager, like, it buys into that feeling that you have where, you're kind of on your own, your parents aren't there for you anymore. And that's kind of what this yeah. movie plays with, is that the parents don't believe her. And most of the parents mm-hmm. in the movie are actually kind of screwed up. Like, Tina's mother is dating this asshole who mm-hmm. kind of treats her like shit at the start of the movie. Nancy's mother has a drinking problem. Uh, her dad seems okay, just kind of buried in his own job. Although he does kind of yeah. use her as bait at one point, but she's not very happy about. Um <laughs> You know, and you, you see you see, uh, Johnny Depp's parents, like, his dad's very controlling, and, like, just, you kind of get a sense that they're kind of almost doomed by their parents. All, you know, literally, in a sense, because they, they're the ones who all went and killed Freddy Krueger, but <laughs> th- th- this idea that the, the, the children are doomed to pay for their parents' mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's actually, like, a sort of almost a... just a social message in there. Like, yeah. you know, uh, like like... You could you can apply it to almost it. You could you know apply it to global warming and like you know climate change. Like you know if we don't start you know doing things better for our future generations, you know mm-hmm. we're going to screw the place up for them. Like that's just a really broad one, but like anything like that, where if you don't give your kid a chance uh, or you mm-hmm. screw up their lives like that, they'll you know they'll
1: be doomed. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's something you saw a lot too in like uh, '80s movies and mm. just this kind of like sense of rebellion of. You know, um, the younger generation rebelling against, like, uh, I guess it would have been like the baby boomers and stuff, and you know, kind of being like, you know, screw you, like, oh, you know, like everyone's like so like self-involved and stuff, and mm. you know.
0: yeah, yeah. In in this case, it's this generation X that are paying for all the baby boomers' mistakes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. is what's happening, uh, mm. which is probably why it's ripe for a remake because us, us millennials, <laughs> we need to stick it, stick it to the the adults. Screw, yeah. screw you guys. Uh, so I think that's there, and I think that it gives it that weird thing because you know, especially if you watch it as a teenager for the first time, which I think a lot of us probably do, is you know, maybe not at the time when it came out because you know you're whatever age you were when it came out, but you know, for us who you know were born after it already existed, you typically you know you get to it when you're younger, maybe you know probably your teens, maybe a little earlier, um, and you kind of relate to the characters in this weird way where your parents like if you if you tell them something that's not they don't understand. They just disregard it. Oh, you're being silly. You're being this. Yeah. So it plays with that. Like I think every single person knows what it's like to have their parent dismiss something. And, this is, mm-hmm. and We're not even talking about bad parents. We're talking about the you know, best parents in the world. But they, yeah. they just won't understand some of the stuff that you're going through. Partly because the mm-hmm. world changes for every generation. And like there's just some things they don't get. Uh, but this yeah. plays with that idea. And I think that's why the characters, Nancy especially, is so relatable because, you Mm -hmm. know, as nice as her mother's trying to be, she just isn't quite accepting of what is that's going on, so.
1: Yeah. Thank you. No, you're right, yeah, there's, like, a level of, like, frustration, especially when it's, like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm having dreams about this person that you killed that there's no way in hell I should know about, like, can't you take me a little more seriously? And then it's just like so dismissive, be like, no, honey, no, 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 no.
0: And yeah, she, she's a bring the hat back. Where, where did you get that hat? Yeah. And you know, she <laughs> never really believes. Instead of helping her as she's setting up the house, she falls asleep drunk. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of deserves what's coming, really. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she brings it on herself in this case. Uh, no. But yes, yeah, so, so I, I guess we should talk about the ending, uh, mm-hmm. which honestly. Might be my one kind of criticism of the movie.
1: Okay,
0: is that I I think that the ending's a little bit like I I feel like because they wanted to have the the final jump scare, they gave us mm-hmm. an ending that didn't necessarily make a shit ton of sense.
1: No, <laughs> you know, especially
0: since you know when you looked forward to three, which brings characters back, and we kind of like mm-hmm. oh well, technically that ending didn't really happen then. Like that this final yeah. moment is just kind of. Uh, because, you know, so Freddy's out in the real world, they set him on fire, mm-hmm. they kill him, but then he sort of wakes back up anyway, and she turns around and says, oh, you've lost your power because I don't care anymore, I'm not scared of you, that's your power gone, which is a nice idea, that's great. Uh, yeah. And he fades away, but he, she basically says, I want this to all go back to before anyone died, and she mm-hmm. just walks out the door and she walks, she walks into broad daylight, as if she's going to school in the morning, and her friends mm-hmm. who have all died are all there to pick her up. In the car, Mm. and our mother's there behind her, and our mother's like, Oh, hey, hey, on you you go. Uh, Have a nice day at school, honey, blah, blah, blah. And then the worst looking (laughs) dummy in the planet gets pulled through the door. Uh, I can't help but laugh uh, seeing that. Yeah, Um, especially because you've got your medium shot of the mother standing next to the door, and then you see the hand come out and grab her, and then it cuts to a wider shot, and it's just this Mm. dummy going through the window. I
1: could be wrong uh, because I. I think um, if if you're if you want really good information on the series, uh, you have to watch the documentary "Never Sleep Again." Yep, the um, full
0: like three and a half four hour thing that is yeah. fantastic. Uh,
1: but I believe there was a point of contention between Wes Craven and uh, Robert Shea on the ending here. Uh, oh. I, I might be misremembering it, but I I think that like a lot of this was Robert Shea and oh, that right, Wes Craven didn't want to do it. Uh, I could be wrong, so don't quote me on it. But I do it's, believe uh,
0: it sounds familiar. I can't remember, but it does sound like I watched this documentary a few years ago. But it does sound vaguely yeah. familiar. Uh, hearing this, because uh, when you get to part three, you know she she went through all this. Her friends all died. That 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 did happen. Yeah. So this ending didn't really exist. It you, you can really just read it as uh, it's like a final little nightmare she has. Maybe maybe it's like a nightmare she has remembering like after she survived, she has this mm-hmm. nightmare where she like sees her mother get killed
1: that's like the kind of headcanon that i kind of have to put up with to make the you know later movies make sense is that yeah this just must be her nightmare or something but then she you know ends up surviving
0: yeah because obviously she's in the car and it's like the freddy Krueger colors on the top of the car and uh like she's screaming at the window so you know that's this this final scene isn't really real It can't be uh but but hey. Especially since like the whole thing where she says, Oh, I, I don't fear you anymore, so you've lost your power that carries forward into three when she comes back. Like that's how she's been okay since and that's how uh, you know, they use that in Freddy V's Jason as a plot point, like you know, like, like he he only has power if you fear him mm. kind of idea. So uh yeah. no. so that would be my one criticism is I think the ending is just kinda of like, Oh, there's another little cheap little scene so we can have a couple of scares and bye bye. See see yeah. you next year for Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> but no, uh, obviously that. it's a very good movie. I, like we've talked, a mm-hmm. uh, lot of fun moments, a lot of fun effects, likable characters, mm-hmm. relatable characters, um, mm-hmm. iconic villain, really good music, good solid direction.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, even even have a little, uh, you know, brief little special appearance by uh, Lin Shaye.
0: You do have Lynche, which is weird. I'm so used to her being like a seventy yeah. a year old <laughs> plus woman that it's yeah. weird seeing her in like what our mid forties or whatever she is here. <laughs> Must be, yeah. Yeah. Um like, all right. She plays the school teacher. <laughs> um, and I'm like, "Oh, is, is is this like a prequel? Is it like, is, is it Freddy <laughs> Krueger actually from the further and this is a prequel Ooh. to Insidious and she this is how she learns about all this <laughs> stuff and she's she
1: starts her, her path. That's well, not a bad idea
0: <laughs> uh, on on this way <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Oh.
1: uh did you i forget if we talked about this, but what, um, in this movie have you
0: forgotten already
1: no 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 uh when we did the it review uh do you did we talk about how um they i, I forget if this is like the director or someone said uh that they were considering like trying to have, uh, like Freddie and Jason, uh, appear at some point, uh, in, in the movie to kind of like terrorize the kids. I don't recall that, but I like that idea. Cause, um, the, in the, like, uh, the book in the original it, uh, mini series, uh, there's points where, like, each kid gets scared by a different universal monster. Like, uh, so one of them gets scared by Mummy, uh, the other Wolfman and stuff. So since this took place in the 80s and, like, the version of Monsters Then where, like, Freddy and Jason and stuff, the director kind of wanted to have them have cameos. But uh, I guess it didn't work out. But it would have been really cool if they did.
0: What is odd about that? I don't think... If that didn't work out, it must be just be a choice thing because... Um, or like someone else said, that wasn't a good idea, and they yeah. thought him on it because it's made by it Line was... which is Warner Brothers, which yeah. owns the rights to both Freddy and Jason. So yeah, <laughs> it can't be like a legal issue, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it seems weird, uh, but
0: like fair, yeah. fair enough. If you wanted leather, maybe it's because you wanted like four or five, and they they couldn't get the other yeah. two or three. They wanted Leatherface and Michael and Pinhead or whatever, mm. and they couldn't get them or Chucky. Even I don't know.
1: I still. uh Never played the the last uh, Mortal Kombat game that had like Freddy and Jason and stuff in it. Mm. I kind of want to, kind of want to get it just to uh to try that.
0: Wait, wait till it's very cheap. Get get the the XL yeah. version that has everything in it already because they were all DLC. The Predator was in one of them, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's like uh, Leatherface, Jason. I, I think Freddy as well, and then uh, they're the both Predator in a... Alien.
0: But I don't know if they were both in the same game. Oh,
1: okay. They're, they've both been bonus characters, but I don't know if they got them in the same game. Uh, I don't I don't know why they just don't do a. Um, I mean, maybe it's hard wrangling all the licenses, but that's it exactly if they it. did, like, a horror <laughs> fighting game, that'd be so cool. Because, again, Mortal Kombat's Warner Brothers, so that's yeah. why. Oh,
0: okay. Freddy and Jason. I mean, to be fair, the Predator's a really good get, because that's not Warner Brothers. Yeah. They they had to go out of their way to get that. Uh, yeah, so. they got
1: Leatherface, too, which is. Uh, Lionsgate. I don't, Lionsgate, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mm. So I don't know. that's fun. <laughs> oh dear! uh else you want to talk about before we get to ratings
1: on Elm Street? Um, I mean, maybe uh, we're forgetting something, but I feel like we covered pretty much like everything, or at least like the most. Memorable, iconic stuff. I
0: I didn't go too detailed into the plot and, like, you know, when people wake up and then know some things. It it, it does progress. I I was actually just—I suppose—the last thing I'll say is Mm -hmm. uh, the pacing is very good. Like watching it again, I felt like things were constantly moving forward and happening. Mm -hmm. I never felt like it was lulling at any point. So, you know, credit for that. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, yeah, again, just like I said at the beginning, it's uh, really interesting when you go back and watch this and you see him as this very serious, very sinister character uh and then uh i'm i'm really excited as we get into like the later movies because there's so many different kind of like versions of him that it's uh you know maybe not always for the best but i think it is fun to kind of see his evolution as a character Hmm. uh and it it is very weird that he uh is a yet child killer uh and yet um by like the final movie he's like this big pop icon and people love him and you know he, in in a way he's kind of I, I don't know I feel like you end up rooting for him like by the later movies yeah but
0: to be fair that's because the characters in those movies are so bad that you want them to die so true. true. a little bit different <laughs> a little bit different in that sense mm-hmm. yeah no, so there you go That that is Nightmare on Elm Street so uh ratings actually yes Tim what would you rate Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street out of
1: 10 well uh Again, I really, really, really love this movie. Uh, I can't overstate that enough. And uh, uh, I hope it's not going to become a habit with me, but i got to give this another uh, 10 out of 10. I really, really love it. Oh, you're being uh, such a slut this month <laughs> with these 10s. just handing them out. I mean, we're doing the heavy hitters, man. We're really breaking out the classics uh, this month. Uh, I mean... I, I can assure you, some of the other movies we got uh, coming up are not going to be as highly rated, but uh, yeah, we did two really, really great movies in a row.
0: I know everything that's coming up, and I can't think of one that you <laughs> may not give a 10 to. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's good incentive for people to come back and listen. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, I'm not I'm not as high as a 10. I, I like it a lot. I, I think it deserves its iconic status, I think, all these things. Um, I like Rules, uh, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> rate it that high. I. 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 I think I'm more of
1: an eight point five. Uh, I. I think that's fair. I mean, I'm including a lot of like nostalgia, personal bias, kind of stuff into it. For me, it's. It's just something I uh, hold really near and dear to my heart, and I. I really love. So it's a, you know, on a, on a technical level, maybe it's not a ten, but my enjoyment and personal feelings.
0: Yeah, I think like I said, the ending's about a bit iffy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the other, like, why why don't I love it as much? Oh, but well, I forgot to mention that at one point she's watching Evil Dead on a oh yeah 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 on TV, which is a was a running thing between Sam Raimi and Wes Craven for a while. Did they, they, they keep putting references to those mm-hmm. movies and their films because there's, there's a Hell's Have Eyes poster Hills in Evil Dead, poster. yeah yeah. Uh, then it went <laughs> back and forth a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. no, I think the the I guess the other not negative per se, but just sort of why it doesn't you know rise up to a higher higher like you know score is. When I compare it to like the ones that I would give like a higher score, you know, if I compare it to Halloween, right? Example, which is my favourite horror movie, right? I, I think it is purely down to the the style of the film, rather than the plot or anything like that. It's purely just down to Halloween's very atmospheric and how it kind of it's very slow and methodical, and it's all about the the build up of suspense. And this does does have some build up and does have some suspense, mm-hmm. but it is a bit little bit even in as serious as he is here compared to the rest of the movies. There's something mm-hmm. that just about the the way that the dreams are shot, that is just a little bit more kind of campy, I guess, than yeah. than say something like Halloween uh, or even. Oh, sure. Actually, do you know what I'd compare it to? Just to talk about dreams, I would say mm-hmm. compared to like, no, 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 inception. It's not a horror movie. <laughs> compared to like a scene that David Lynch would do, because David Lynch okay. does a lot of dreamlike stuff, and his dreams mm. are always filled with dread. Like that, that gives you like this the sense that we're doomed. Whereas mm-hmm. this is still, a, it's still fun. Like this doesn't feel like yeah. it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not trying to like completely terrify you. It's trying to make mm-hmm. you sort of jump and laugh and have a, a fun scary time, uh, which mm-hmm. is good. I'm not complaining about that. But it's just one appeals to me more than the other. I like both, but mm-hmm. uh, so for me, eight point five spirit. Yeah, where it, where yeah. It
1: and and I, and I feel like everyone. Um, you know when you're growing up or getting into horror movies or whatever i i I kind of feel like everyone finds the franchise that speaks to them that that kind of becomes their own thing and you know it doesn't mean that you can't like multiple franchises like you know most people end up liking all of them to an extent but like yeah for me personally like Nightmare was my jam. That was the one that I was like Yeah. You know, Tim has said is... to me many a time, his
0: two favourite franchises are Nightmare on Elm Street and the Ernest series, if you've if you're familiar <laughs> with those.
1: Oh, we do have to do Ernest Scared Stupid at some point. That is a horror movie. Oh technically uh, yes, was a Halloween <laughs> one, yes, that's that's true. That's true. What's your favourite Ernest movie, Tim? Uh well probably that one. Uh for because of my penchant for horror. I, um, I have to go with the Christmas one actually. Okay. It's a, really, oh, good a really, really good Christmas.
0: It's a really yeah. good Christmas. I don't know if it's watchable now. Like, I, the character may be too annoying to watch as an adult. Not, <laughs> I've not seen them since I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been a while. You know, <laughs>
0: I, I saw I saw maybe seven or eight of them
1: because there's was, was like twelve or something like that. Something ridiculous. He um, he he's another guy that actually has a pretty interesting uh, backstory. Like he he actually started out as like doing local commercials. Like you mean the, the actor. actor.
0: The actor, yeah. Okay, like, I was just saying like the character. I was like, "Well, he's a child killer as well." What? Well, no,
1: no. <laughs> he he did the Ernest character, like for a lot of different like public access commercials, and it's just a weird phenomenon that like not everyone in the country saw it or got it, but the people that were in his radius like loved him and kind of <laughs> propelled them to this status. And so it's one of those weird things where, like uh you know, I can't imagine like like how, like is that even something that could happen today? Like. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I think the
0: difference is today it'd be YouTube, so it wouldn't be a, a radius. Okay. But you, you yeah. would, I'd see YouTube characters maybe like turning into that thing. Okay. You know what? One day the Scream's After Midnight movie, about the heroic Scotsman <laughs> who has to fight the evil goat-like <laughs> Tim. What the what the hell is a Squatsman? Scotsman, not Squatsman. Oh. <laughs> maybe maybe I did say that. I'm tired. What do you want from? me? Um... So, so no that that is uh, that has been Nate Reynolds Street with a little dose of earnest uh, <laughs> at, at the end. Uh, so as I say, uh, we will be doing the sequels over the next um, nine, ten months. Uh, so so it syncs up with Freddy V's Jason for the Friday movies. So it'll be it'll be mostly monthly, but it'll be the odd one that we take a break on just so that it, it syncs up at the end. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to working through these franchises, uh, and because of the votes, two two of the votes also gave us an all two franchises to do, in Phantasm <laughs> and the Howling. So we have four franchises oh, that we'll be working through over the next year. Uh, but anyway, we will spread them out. There'll never be more than one of
1: them a week. It just sounds but. like we've like finally started to sell out. Like goodbye, <laughs> independent small releases. We're just we're all about the big boys now. Let's
0: see, this is this is the beauty of our. St- when we switch to two a week Tim this was kind of the thinking is we can do an old movie or a franchise movie and we can do the new release or the little indie movie we can you know we've got flexibility doing two a week so we'll be fine we'll be fine okay that's the plan (laughs) so there you go that that is the Admiral Street so let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below like, subscribe all that stuff get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz if you want to support the channel, support you know streams After Midnight uh, and get some extras and stuff and get to vote once a month. Uh, the voting for next month is a bunch of horror comedies. Uh, that ah, that, nice. that is, You're eligible to vote in that until the end of the month, so if you want to get in just before the end and give your vote on that uh, and then there'll be a new vote next month for November and so on. Or, no, so that says the November one, you know what I mean. December. <laughs> the the, the yeah. one that's after
1: that. Uh, <laughs> if only like we that. could think of a theme for December.
0: <laughs> hmm. it's a tough one Tim I, don't, I feel like we, we kind of choose to do the Christmas movies anyway so I, I don't know if we can if there's enough to then do a vote as well unless we get like all those really crappy mm-hmm. directed video ones that we'd never heard of and just say here pick <laughs> one of these but then is that exciting to vote on if you're a mm-hmm. voter and you get these four sh- they're all directed video shitty ones like mm-hmm. is that exciting to like oh I want to pick that one I don't know if it is
1: Oh, let us know in the comments. Yeah, well, let us know. If that sounds let,
0: like a fun vote, then sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll
1: give you a Christmas vote. Hashtag what rocks your vote. Your vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: do you know what? As
1: much as we've had a few flubs, I feel
0: like we've held it together pretty well, given our, uh-huh. our current state. So thank you for watching once again, guys. Um, keep watching scary movies. We will see you next time.